You are listening to Her Guided Evolution, a weekly podcast created to help Black mothers be consistent with their self-care and take daily action toward well-being. I'm your host, Shanice Jones-Cameron, a mom of three, wife, and PhD student. I created the show to connect you with tools and resources to help you commit to a healthier lifestyle, manage stress, and prioritize your personal growth. Now, let's start the show. Hey, welcome back to episode 16 of Her Guided Evolution. For today's show notes, you can head over to herguidedevolution.com forward slash episode 16. In today's episode, I am going to be talking about growth and evolving and giving you some suggestions on how you might tap into that part of yourself that intuitively knows that you may be in a season of growth and change and how to kind of lean into that and also kind of cope with the difficulties of recognizing like, okay, this is a season of growth for me. How can I learn from it? What can I do to make it through? But also just tapping into that recognition that I'm growing and this is what I'm supposed to be doing and that is okay. I have been ruminating on this topic because I am someone who struggles to give myself credit for a lot of things and a lot of the strides that I have made in my life. And it takes me a while to actually step back and be like, okay, I have grown a lot in this area of my life. I know Shanice from a year ago or two years ago would not have handled that situation like this. And part of the reason why I'm like that is because, you know, I'm a recovering perfectionist meaning I am very critical of myself when I'm not overachieving. And I'm actually very critical of myself even when I am overachieving. (laughs) I spend way too long on assignments for school. I try to do everything just right. And I'm getting better about a lot of this, but it's still very difficult for me to give myself credit. I tend to focus on goals that I haven't achieved rather than looking at all the strides that I've made. And that's just automatically a lot of times where my brain goes. But lately, I keep returning to this idea that, you know what, I I really am growing. I'm growing. And I have been trying to relax into this feeling of discomfort that oftentimes accompanies a season of growth. Because that's the thing that I really want to drive home in this episode. I don't know that a lot of us fully appreciate what the experience is like while you're growing, while you are evolving. Growth is uncomfortable. It's meant to be uncomfortable. It's shedding old layers of yourself. It's letting go of old beliefs. It's letting go of old beliefs about yourself and your capabilities And that can be very unsettling just from an identity perspective. We oftentimes find comfort and get used to having the same old friends, doing the same things on Saturday nights and working the same job. So when you're growing and you start seeing glimpses of what you or your life might look like if you aren't attached to those aspects of your identity that give you the sense of who you are or give you the sense of stability in your life. So your career, your hobbies, what you do for fun, who your friends are, letting go of all of those things that give you comfort and reassurance in who you are, that can be really, really scary. And I mean, it could be exciting as well, but it can also be really scary. 
And the human brain does not like uncertainty just from like a psychological perspective. And I'm kind of, you know, conjecturing a little bit here, but the human brain just generally doesn't like uncertainty. Old patterns trick your brain into thinking that things are certain, predictable. It allows you to use mental shortcuts so you can do things faster. But this sense of comfort and certainty, that's not really great for growth. And I think we have a natural inclination just as humans and as people, as creatures of habit to resist the unknown. We resist change. And part of what I want to talk about in this episode are some of the signs that I've recognized in myself that kind of alert me to the fact that I'm changing and I'm growing. And I'm using this recognition to be like, okay, I'm growing mentally, I'm growing intellectually, I'm growing spiritually. And that recognition helps me deal with the discomfort and allows me to feel the uncertainty that my anxiety often feeds on. So throughout the course of this episode, I'm going to give you three signs that you are growing, evolving, and being pushed by God or the universe or your own intuition that you are being pushed to pursue your purpose. So the first sign that you may be evolving and being pushed towards your purpose is that you are struggling emotionally. And I feel like I mentioned this every episode, but like a lot of people are experiencing since this 2020 it's just been an emotional roller coaster. I've been struggling with changes just like everyone else and the uncertainty, especially someone like me who struggles with anxiety and someone who likes to have a plan and likes things to be certain. This year has, has kind of done a number on me in some ways, but I am trying to step back and think, what is the lesson that I can take for this and how can I grow from the situation? So I want you to kind of think about this. If you are doing perfectly fine, if you are perfectly content, you feel settled in your current situation, does that state, does that lack of emotional tension prompt you to grow? And I'm not saying this or posing that question to you because I'm trying to like glorify pain or struggle. That's not at all what I'm doing. No, that's that's not what I'm trying to do because I mean, look. I don't think any of us want to struggle or suffer emotionally. I know I don't. (laughs) But I think accepting the emotional struggle and accepting that that is like par for the course and part of being a human and a person and accepting that as a signal that your brain is learning to cope with that uncertainty and your brain is evolving so that you can kind of meet the necessity of the moment, I think that can be a helpful like mindset shift and just accepting the possibility or at least being open to the possibility that your emotional struggle is causing you to stretch and is causing you to move closer to a person who is more evolved and more well adapted and is pushing you in that direction. So it's kind of this idea like, You know, in church, how they'll often say, you don't have a testimony if you don't have a test. So, yeah, it's the same idea here. And I'll give you an example um, just from my own life. So when I was pregnant with my twins, I had a difficult pregnancy. And 
a traumatic birthing experience. And I'm still not in a place where I am ready to talk about this like in, in any extensive detail, especially not publicly. But the short version is I went into preterm labor multiple times when I was pregnant with my twins. I was in the hospital on bed rest. My twins were born early. They spent time in the NICU after they were born. And I just look back at my journal entries at that time and I, I was a mess. I, I was just a mess. I was filled with so much anxiety I was anxious about my own health, the health of my kids, even though in hindsight, some of that was like overblown and not the most logical. Um, So the concerns about my own health, for example, were just so overwhelming. I was just so like consumed with how my pregnancy just did not go how I'd hoped or expected or thought that it quote unquote should have went. So that uncertainty that I experienced was overwhelming and that carried over into the postpartum period that I experienced. I was just not thinking clearly at all after I had my twins. I had terrible like postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety and it was no lie. It was probably one of the most emotionally unstable periods I've gone through and part of that after Going through my twin pregnancy that did not go as planned and the birthing experience that was somewhat chaotic. When the twins came home for the NICU, Chris and I found ourselves as new or basically parents of three small children. So our oldest was about 20 months at the time. And then we had newborn twins. So Chris and I were literally sleeping in three hour increments. I was trying to finish up my master's thesis at the time. I was beating myself up for not being able to breastfeed as long as I wanted to. So since my twins were born early and on top of that, I had low milk supply because I don't really think that my body was ready for delivery in some way. So I think that uh, affected my breast milk supply and it was it was just a lot so I was dealing with all of that but when I look back and when I think about how much I struggled during that time and that I was somehow able to write and defend my master's thesis while I was sleeping in three-hour increments and caring for newborn twins and a toddler and when I look back at that And just see that in the midst of all of that emotional struggle, the postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, and I was still able to finish up my master's degree in the time that I had wanted to finish it. Because one thing about me, when I am struggling emotionally, sometimes the only thing that makes sense for me is just to just throw myself into work. And I think, honestly, looking back, my master's thesis, working on that was something that just kind of offered me a very clear cut path and a clear task that I needed to do. And so I just kind of threw myself into that because everything was just so, everything was just so uncertain and unstable for me at that point, because I went from being a mother of one to a mother of three and someone who had never even had a minor surgery to someone who had to have an emergency C-section. Like those were things that I look back and I'm just like, you know what? That was a, a very difficult time for me emotionally. 
But I can look back on that and recognize that that was a period of growth. I was forced to figure out self-care and coping strategies while I was trying to do all of this. And I don't know that if I hadn't gone through that really difficult experience where I was just super anxious about my health, my kids' health, I don't know that if I hadn't gone through that, that I would be moved towards studying Black women's health and well-being for my PhD. Like, I decided to pursue well-being and health in a more, like, focused and meaningful way after that. And that's part of the reason why it became clearer, because I mentioned this before, but I had the idea for Her Guided Evolution in various iterations. I've had the idea for about five years, four or five years before I actually started putting in the work and following through on this idea. But my focus on health and well-being became a lot clearer after I had that traumatic birthing experience with my twins. So I look at that experience, like my difficult emotional experience as something that was a period of growth that I don't know that I would have recognized it as such while I was going through it. But in hindsight, I'm like, okay, those emotional struggles and I was struggling emotionally at that time and it moved me toward my purpose. So I think in some ways it made me also want to be a vegan more because I went vegan when my twins were about six months old. So if you're struggling emotionally, I want you to consider that that could be a sign that you are moving towards your purpose and that you are growing. So another sign that you may be moving closer towards your purpose and that you are evolving is that you feel yourself being called and moved in a certain direction. So many of us, myself included, We might have these dreams and intuitively know that we have a bigger purpose, but just, you know, just being real about this, it's not easy, as I've said, to move toward uncertainty and going for our dreams and goals. A lot of times that just kind of represents like the ultimate, like uncertainty that you would be willingly pushing yourself towards. So I don't want to on any level act like that's an easy thing to necessarily do. It's hard to willingly put ourselves in situations where we will be uncomfortable. It's scary to think about putting ourselves out there and failing. And I think about an example from my life. So for years after undergrad, I wanted to go to grad school. I taught myself out of it for years. I would say, like, I don't want to go to grad school. It's not for me because that was my way of coping with the fact that I knew I was settling. I knew I wasn't following the path that I knew was meant for me deep down. And this is my way of coping with the reality that I was scared. I was scared that I wouldn't get into any grad school, which in hindsight, I just want to say that was really ridiculous. Like I graduated summa cum laude. Like it it's, was kind of ridiculous to think that I wasn't <laughs> going to get in anywhere. But of course, self-doubt can just beat you down. I know from experience. Um, But I was scared to go to grad school because I was scared of being in this new environment that would likely be super competitive. I was afraid of looking stupid, sounding stupid and afraid of what I didn't know. And don't get me wrong, I'm grateful for that four year break that I took after undergrad because I just had a lot of growing up to do. But those were some painful years of growth because I knew that going to grad school, getting a PhD was something that I really felt compelled and called to do. 
And having to live with the reality that you are settling and that you are just chilling, being mediocre, when you know you have this bigger purpose or these bigger aspirations, just coping with that feeling of knowing that you're not on the path that you really want to be on, that's painful. It can be really painful. And honestly, I think we have that nagging feeling and that emotional pain when we're not pursuing our dreams and our goals because that's God or a higher power, the universe or your own intuition that's making you uncomfortable. So that the only way we can like kind of relieve that discomfort is to move forward with whatever we're avoiding. So I'll give you another example. So I have been saying for years that I want to do more public speaking. I've been saying that I want to find more practical ways, like in addition to this podcast, I want to find more practical ways to share my ideas and share my research with like a broader audience of people that aren't necessarily scholars and in the academy. I've been saying that for a while. I remember like months and months ago, or at least a year ago, talking to my husband like, on our walks, I would talk about, oh, I want to do this and I want to do this public speaking and I want to go like this and I'm going to like make it so it's easy for people to contact me about public speaking. So, you know, the typical wishing, making plans, never taking any real action. That's, you know, that's kind of the vibe that I was on for a while. But over the past several months, like over the past several months, it was so weird like public speaking opportunities and opportunities to share my research with a broader audience, they have just kind of literally been falling into my lap and kind of coming at me out of nowhere. And even though I've been scared to grow in this way, I've just been saying yes to these opportunities because I've just kind of recognized that putting myself out there and making space for these opportunities, I realized that it was necessary. And I also recognized that this being called and pushed and moved toward what I had been avoiding because of fear that these opportunities just kind of fallen into my lap. I recognized that as a big, huge sign that I'm being called to grow in this way. And I was just recognizing them as signs that I need to stop running and I need to stop making excuses. And I want you to really think about your life in this context. If there's anything you know you want to pursue, but for whatever reason, you're just not following through. What are some of the signs that you have seen within the past year or two that you should be pursuing that thing? Like, is it a feeling like a feeling that you're being mediocre and settling Is it shame and frustration because you feel stuck and aren't following your dreams? Are opportunities falling into your lap like I'm talking about? Do you keep seeing a book or news articles or Facebook posts that remind you that you should be moving in that direction? Is it a song that you keep hearing that reminds you that you're being called to grow and evolve in some way? Do you keep running into instances where people are asking you for advice about a certain topic? And if any of this like rings true for you, I just really encourage you to listen to God, listen to the universe, listen to your own intuition, whatever you believe, just listen to it because those can be like the signs and the signals that you are being pushed toward like your purpose or 
a more evolved and advanced version of yourself. So just remember, like, as you're thinking about this, like growth is hard, it's scary, it's uncomfortable, and it's supposed to be or it wouldn't be growth. But it's also really uncomfortable and painful to live with the reality that you're wasting like time and you're wasting years being scared and ignoring your purpose. So the way that I've been thinking about it lately is in line with the Life Coach School podcast and this idea that if you're going to be in pain either way, so you're going to be in pain if you're not pursuing your goals because you're going to be experiencing that nagging feeling that you're not living up to your full potential and you're going to be uncomfortable and in pain as you are struggling to pursue your dreams and pursue your goals. So it's like if you're going to be uncomfortable and in pain either way, you might as well choose the path where you are moving forward, growing and moving toward your goals. And of course, that is a paraphrase. But essentially, you know, it's it, it's it's something to remember and it's something that often gets me through. So last, one of the signs that you are evolving, that you are being pushed towards your purpose. One of those signs, I would say, is that your relationships are changing. In my experience, as I grow as a person and just kind of as you grow as a person, I think it's common for your relationships to change and or your view of your relationships might change. And I don't necessarily mean your relationships will change in a negative way. I think it's like a beautiful thing and it's such a good thing when the people we love grow and change with us. And I'll give you an example. I think about the relationship I have with my best friend. Hey, Shanice, I know you're listening. And <laughs> no, we don't have the same name either. My name is, we say this all the time to people who are like, oh, you and your best friend have the same name. And I'm like, no, my name is Shanice. Her name is Shanice. And she does the same thing. So she's probably going to laugh when she hears this. But hey, girl. Um, but I think about my relationship with my best friend. We've been friends since we were in high school. We are now in our early 30s. We're 31. And I think one of the reasons that our friendship has lasted so long is because we've grown and we've changed together. She went to grad school. I went to grad school slash I'm still going to grad school. She has a desire to like start a side hustle and work on creative projects. I do too. And of course, like every friendship, we have been through our share of bumps in the road and growing pains. But we also have a friendship where we can tell each other the truth and pretty much talk about anything. And that's one of the ways you may notice that your relationship with someone has changed. Like, look at the content of your conversations. Have the content of your conversations grown as your grown and evolved as your friendships have changed and like as you've changed. And I think with us, me and my best friend, I think back to the things we used to talk about in high school or in undergrad. And of course, some of this can, the shift can be due to age. Like we obviously are a lot older now, but we used to spend a lot more time like gossiping or talking negatively about people. And now we spend a lot of time having more like meaningful conversations. Like we talk about anxiety and our ideas, our creative passions, politics, family issues, work, and I mean, yeah, we still will talk about like real housewives or whatever, but <laughs> I'm just grateful that we continue to grow and we continue to change 
together. So your relationships changing doesn't always have to be a negative thing. But I think one component or one sign or signal that you are evolving and that you're growing is that your relationships do start to take like a little bit of a different form. But the flip side of that is sometimes as you grow and you change, you'll notice that some people may not have that same desire to grow with you and to change with you. And that's okay. People are not obligated to change, just like you are not obligated to stay the same. And if you're listening to this podcast, I am assuming that you are pretty open-minded. You're likely high achieving, educated. You may be creative. And when you're that type of person, you might not really understand people who don't have a desire to change and grow. You probably know people who are just like perfectly happy living in the same place where they grew up, working a job that doesn't really challenge them. They don't have much of a desire to learn new things. They just want to work and enjoy themselves as much as they can. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. If a person is happy and content with their lives and it doesn't require a lot of overthinking, strategizing, trying to figure out how you're going to achieve goals and stuff like that, that's cool. People who see themselves as high achieving are not better than people who don't. People who are educated aren't better than people who are not educated. At the same time, I wouldn't be surprised that if you are someone who is growing and evolving and someone who's following your dreams, who is getting your life together, I would not be surprised if you started to grow apart from the people in your life who were not on a similar path. And part of this, and I'm sure, pretty sure this doesn't explain all of it, but part of the issue is, I think, if you are growing and evolving, if you are someone who is just like letting your light shine, <laughs> I think that can make some people feel very uncomfortable. It may make them feel uncomfortable because you having the courage to go after what you want, growing spiritually and emotionally, it may force them to put a mirror up to their own faces and confront the part of themselves that is afraid and scared to grow. And I'm not saying that everyone has the desire to evolve or do big things, but if they do and they aren't following that within themselves, seeing you do that may be really painful for them. And I think that could precipitate some envy, jealousy, which are totally normal and valid human emotions. I do just want to point that out as well. But if someone has an issue with you growing and evolving, I think that says more about them than it says about you. And just being honest, like from a practical perspective, everybody isn't meant to grow with you. You may grow apart from people organically and there is just nothing wrong with that at all. It doesn't have to be some huge thing where you're both hurt, you fall out and you're dragging them all over Facebook and Instagram. It can just be like very simply, we have gotten to a natural fork in our relationship, little fork in the road, and we are kind of organically not conversing as much, just kind of going our separate ways in some ways. But I still love you and I wish you well. It, it can be that type of energy. It doesn't have to be like the we're mad and we're not speaking. It could just be like, you know, we're just growing in different directions. Because, I mean, honestly, everybody isn't meant to be a lifelong best friend. 
So if you notice your relationships changing either positively or negatively or in a neutral way, I think that can be a sign that you are growing and you are being moved towards your purpose. And so for the action step for this episode, I want to offer you some journal prompts for maybe giving you some guidance and helping you to look inward as you are maybe recognizing that you are going through a season of growth and you're evolving and being moved towards your purpose. So I want you to consider these journal prompts. I recommend sitting down with your journal, writing these out and just kind of jotting down your thoughts as they come to you with no judgment, write down your thoughts and your answers to these questions. So if you're struggling, what might you learn from this experience? What could the season of growth be pushing you toward? Ask yourself, am I running for my purpose? If so, why am I running? What exactly am I afraid of? How are your relationships different now than they were six months ago or a year ago? Who in your life supports you and is growing with you? Who isn't? And if you could wave a magic wand and become your ideal person today, what would she look like? What would she sound like? What would she do every day? What would she not do every day? What would she do that you are not currently doing? And so I'll also put these journal prompts in the show notes where these are just a few ideas that may help you kind of sort through your feelings if you think that you may be going through a period of growth based on some of what I mentioned in this episode. For this week's introspection, I am giving you a reminder to do the things you don't feel like doing simply because they are good for you. And I am saying this to myself as well. (laughs) So I think it's interesting that as I've been in this kind of introspective place and trying to recognize how much I've grown emotionally and intellectually, I'm also feeling quite unmotivated, fearful, and just weighed down by the current time and the current moment. And sometimes, you know, journaling, exercising, healthy eating, listening to inspirational content, all of that, all the things that I know help me to feel better. Like a lot of times that will come a lot more naturally and easily to me. And it just hasn't been like that lately. And I know you could probably relate, but it's just a lot going on. But one of the things I am really noticing and prompting myself to really focus on is that I have been in this place before. (laughs) I've been unmotivated. I've been uninspired. But I also recognize that I'm getting much better at handling it when I am in this kind of unmotivated, uninspired place. And I've noticed that the periods where I don't exercise and I allow myself to kind of be in this funk and just in this really like not, happy or motivated or inspired place and notice that those periods are getting a lot shorter so I have been like because I've mentioned over the past few episodes this has been kind of a up and down kind of emotional roller coaster in some ways for me but I have been like taking these little steps a few times a week to get back to 
the coping strategies and the self-care strategies that have not been coming very easily to me lately. And one of the things that I have been referring back to is something that one of my therapists told me and it continues to stick with me. And I know I've probably said this before on the podcast. I'm probably going to say it a thousand more times because, you know, it's helpful. It's, it's very helpful to me. And I'm hoping that it will offer you something and it'll be helpful to you too. So I walked into my therapist's office one day and I just was telling her, like, I just feel unmotivated. I feel uninspired. I don't want to do any of all the things that I have to do. And she told me, and I am paraphrasing, she said you keep waiting for the time when you are going to feel like doing work or feel like doing whatever it is that you're avoiding. And she said, but that time is not going to come. The time where you feel like doing what you're avoiding, it's just not going to come. And she said that the action is going to have to come before the feeling. And you know what? You know what? I've just been feeling that lately. I have just been... I've been feeling that lately. I've been referring back to it. And I've really been leaning into that because it's so true. The action has to come before the feeling. Like just this morning, I did not want to exercise. And I definitely did not want to read for class this morning. And when I woke up this morning, I was just like, oh, I don't want to do this. Um, I could just go straight to just eating these dill pickle chips that are in my cabinet, like, I don't know if you all have had like the dill pickle chips, but that's kind of the mood that I've been in. Um, Less like carrots and salads and more like dill pickle chips and um, vegan ice cream. But it's another conversation. (laughs) So that's where my brain immediately wanted to go. But I was like, okay, I don't feel like exercising and I don't feel like reading for class. So what I'm going to do is acknowledge, okay, I don't feel like doing these things, but I'm just going to go ahead and do it anyway. So if I slack off the rest of the day, that's fine. So I went ahead and I did the exercise bike. I'd planned to do it for 30 minutes and read an article for class, but I actually ended up riding the exercise bike for 45 minutes and making it through one of the articles that I have to read for class this week. And I did not feel like doing it. Of course, my brain wanted to go straight to dill pickle chips for breakfast and doing nothing, nothing um, (laughs) in the line of taking care of myself as far as exercising or work related. But I did it anyway. And after I did it, I felt I felt really good because I was like, okay, I did that for myself. I did not feel like exercising, but I know my body needs exercise. And I immediately felt like more energized after I did that 45 minutes. Like I was kind of groggy when I woke up this morning, but when I did the exercise bike, it kind of woke me up. I felt more energized and I thought I at least started my reading. So it'll be a lot easier to work on it later because I started it days in advance. So once again, I just want to give you the reminder to just, Do the things you don't feel like doing just because they are good for you. Your brain is not always going to want to move forward. I want to encourage you to do it anyway. I want to just normalize this idea that it makes sense that you might not want to do anything. You just want to scroll through Instagram and not take action toward your work for the day or exercising. 
But just recognize that if you're waiting for a time where that feeling is going to compel you to do something or move forward in this way, it's probably not going to happen. So you're going to have to go against your brain more than likely and do it anyway. So that is all for this week. Take care and be well. Thanks so much for listening to Her Guided Evolution. Don't forget to grab my free daily self-care plan, a guide that outlines exactly what you can do in the morning, afternoon, and evening to support your well-being. You can grab the guide at herguidedevolution.com forward slash plan. Once you sign up, I'll also send you free weekly emails to help you stay inspired and motivated on your well-being journey. Take care and I'll talk to you next week.